It's The Difference, the intersection of politics and personal finance with me, Dan O'Donnell, alongside Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. And Dave, this week, I found this hilarious from Bloomberg. The forecast for a recession within the year is now 100%. Okay? So 100% chance of a recession. Could that possibly be because we're already in a recession? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they're expecting that next year all of these rate hikes will really kick in and slow the economy down to a grind. And, you know, it, and you can argue that we've been in, in a technical recession. There's no doubt about that, two back-to-back quarters. And interestingly enough, I know last week I had mentioned that the Atlanta Fed had said that we could have 2.5% growth in the third quarter. And then I took a look at the report, and a lot of that is really interesting because you know all of this all this oil that's being released from the strategic petroleum reserve has a positive effect on the GDP so there's some manipulation going on there if you extract that and all of the oil that's being released uh, it's more like a flat number and that's where we were prior to that report so you know two two back to back that are in the book one flat already and then of course the expectation is next year in 2023 that you'll get a slowdown from the rate raises and there's all kinds of evidence that these rate raises already Dan are uh, are taking a toll yeah they clearly are and what we're seeing is that people are already I think starting to pull back on purchasing And we're seeing this in another new report from Redfin, which is a real estate company. During the four-week period that ended October 9th, 7.9% of home listings reported a price drop. That's a record high and almost double from the 4% during the same period last year. So what this means is that People are not biting on home. Now, granted, this is not the ideal time to buy a home. Kids are in school for about a month or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. so the seasonality does play a role. Spring, summer are obviously the bigger times that people are looking. But this does reflect, I think, people are holding back on big purchases like a home. And I think a part of this also, Dave, has to do with the fact that it's far easier because of the pandemic to telecommute. I mean, you don't need to, for a job, say, with, uh, you know, Amazon. You don't need to go to their headquarters. You can work anywhere. You don't need to go to the tech hubs in Seattle or San Francisco. You can work from the Milwaukee area. You can work from Florida and, and do those jobs. So people don't necessarily need to move. But what I see this as is sort of a harbinger of how people are reacting in an inflationary environment. And we've been talking also about the concept of wage inflation as well. People want to get in and, practically speaking, need to get raises to deal with all this inflation. Well, wages are not going up, keeping pace with inflation. So something has to give, and what that something is, is personal spending. Yeah, that's right. And so all of this uncertainty, Dan, certainly is is being felt. You you mentioned the real estate market. And of course, you know, you drive by you know a bank now and they're they're advertising seven percent thirty year mortgages. There's a whole generation that hasn't seen that number. So for sure, the higher interest rates are dampening the housing business and, and the price of housing. That'll bring down inflation. We're seeing 
demand destruction in places like consumer discretionary. Uh, you're seeing it in in some commodity prices, lumber prices, back now down to pre-pandemic numbers. So demand destruction is happening. It is slowing the economy, which will come out in the wash in 2023. But if they shift their uh, their focus to wage inflation, which is a big part of core inflation, of course, core inflation excludes food and energy, which is mind-boggling, but that's what they, they do yeah. do. And you look at that and say, if they're going to attack wage inflation, it is a heavy lift because you think about industries like the airlines or restaurants or skilled trades. I mean, you know, listen to your station. People are begging for employees in those industries. So the difference between a 4% or 5% long-term interest rate may not uh, destruct that demand. Or, for example, in the services industries, thinks lawyers or financial advisors, that demand is still there right now. So that's a heavy lift, and I think they're going to have to get off of that and say, you know, people want wages because they're trying to you know, to keep up with inflation that you created, Mr. Federal Reserve. So that is an issue, and we're going to have to pay attention to it. Where you're going to see it come out in the washstand is in the election coming up. And right now, as uh, as this is your ballywick, pointing out that the Republicans are looking better past this weekend than they were before. Yeah, they are. And in fact, it was sort of a foregone conclusion. I think that Republicans were likely going to retake the House. I mean, after all, they're already at 207. They only needed a tiny handful of pickups to retake control of the House of Representatives. The Senate was a much taller ask. Will we see a 50-50 Senate, which we have right now? Currently, realclearpolitics.com has a projection of the Republicans picking up two seats in the Senate. Interestingly enough, Wisconsin is seen as a hold. In the average of polls, Johnson is up 2.8 points. He's most recently up by six in what's considered to be the gold standard of Wisconsin polling, the Marquette University Law School poll. What's really interesting, though, Dave, is what we're seeing in the Johnson-Barnes race is sort of indicative of what we've been seeing nationally in some of these Senate races. Do you realize in 2016, when Johnson won against Russ Feingold in their rematch, Donald Trump scored probably the biggest upset in American political history when he beat Hillary Clinton. But Johnson didn't lead in a single poll. He led actually in one poll in like mid-August, I think. Mm -hmm. But in September, October, and early November, he didn't lead in a single poll. 30 out of 31 polls conducted all showed fine gold with a lead. He has not trailed in 2022 in any poll since September 15th. As he has turned the election from abortion and Donald Trump and January 6th and all of this stuff to the issues that Wisconsinites actually care about, inflation, the economy, crime, he is cleaning Barnes's clock. And as a result, a whole lot of national Democrats have now essentially written off Mandela Barnes. I'm not saying that this is a foregone conclusion, but if Johnson is up by three or four points in the ultimate swing state of Wisconsin. That's got national Democrats concerned that in other swing states that aren't quite as 50-50, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Ohio, 
Republicans there might be actually doing far better than the polls might indicate. Remember, the Republican Party only needs to pick up two seats. So they can have a net gain of two, whether that's in Arizona, whether it's in Georgia, Pennsylvania would be a hold, Colorado. I actually believe they pick up Georgia and Arizona. This would mean that the Biden administration is essentially stymied. And what we do know about markets, it's that they love divided government, don't they? Yep. Yeah, they do. And, you know, the question becomes what happens in a lame duck session if that analysis is correct? Because between the election date and January 3rd, there is still an opportunity for the Democrats to move the needle. And so in that lame duck session, it will be determined Uh, It will be dependent upon, I should say, of how that election goes. If the Republicans sweep, the Democrats are probably left with just, say, judicial and executive appointments. If it's if it's divided, how do they act? And in in a very rare, rare circumstance that there would be a Democratic sweep, it would be Katie bar the door for uh, all of these fossil fuel initiatives and so forth. So if you handicap that and the Republicans take the House and likely take the Senate, if that is the case, what happens in that lame duck session? Uh, and, and more importantly, anything that they do, Dan, that has to be paid for, because this is not the free money scenario that they have had for many, many years. Interest rates are now up. And folks, when interest rates are up, that means bond rates, U.S. Treasury rates are up. And now you have to pay for $30 trillion of debt with higher interest rates. And whenever you have periods of uncertainty like this, I mean, you always should have someone working with you and working for you as a fee-only fiduciary. We talk about this all the time. It's tough to go it alone when you're talking about something as important as your financial planning, your very future. And that's why we very strongly recommend that you head to AnnexWealth.com. Get that free portfolio review. It's known as a wealth metric. And that's the way you can be sure that when there is all this volatility, when there is all of this uncertainty, your best position to weather the storm. Look, it's sort of like a hurricane coming, right? It's like Hurricane Ian. We saw it coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be bad. How do you prepare for it? And how do you, once the storm hits, ride it out? And then afterwards, how do you position yourself for the inevitable recovery? Because I think, Dave, we talk a lot about, you know, we, we talk about this wall of worry that builds up, right? As we see the possibility yep. of the storm coming, we now see there being a hundred percent chance of the storm hitting at some point in, in yep. 2023. But what we also know about markets is that they are cyclical, that there is a period of recovery. And in fact, we pretty much saw from the Great Recession of 2008-2009 straight through to the recession of 2020, nonstop growth. I mean, that was 11 years of growth. And I call 2020 the artificial recession, since that was government telling businesses, hey, you've got to shut down for a month or two. What we're seeing now, though, is something that history would suggest, no matter how bad it gets, we are at some point going to recover. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I really like your hurricane analogy. And uh, as you know, I have uh, I have an office down in southwest Florida, and it was yeah. an unequivocal ass kicker. And uh, I'm telling you, it is, it's hard to imagine 
the amount of damage that has happened you, you guys, on their hearts. You guys down there uh, make it out okay? Everything was fine? Well, there was there was some damage. Obviously, we, we did the things, and in, in your analogy, you know, we had the shutters closed. We had the hurricane shutters closed. We did everything we could do. We moved the cars. But uh, it's unbelievable. If people want to just Google uh, the damages down there, it's as if a bomb hit. Yeah. But yeah. that is exactly where we're at right now. We know it's coming down the road. We know it's going to be bad. But now that the hurricane has hit, the cleanup process has started, and that is what we're telling you folks. Go ahead and get those shutters closed. Move your car because it is certainly going to, uh, it's, it's coming for sure. But the markets react before the economy reacts. And so if the economy does slow down or go into a very likely recession in 2023, there are places that will do well. And think about, for example, energy. I mean, at some point, Biden cannot continue to release oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Yeah. They have to go out and buy that now and refill it and stop buying energy from around the world. So energy would be, for example, an opportunity to add to your portfolio health care. People are still going to go and and get health care. They're still going to pay their phone bills. They're still going to pay their utilities. And all of these companies have gotten whacked. And so go through those portfolios and make sure you're positioned for the cleanup of the hurricane. In other words, when this recovery happens, are you positioned correctly? And that is really important. And I just, I, I, I urge people to do that. I know, we, you know we've said that before and people hear it, but they just don't pick up the phone or they don't reach yeah. out. Go through it. Go through and make sure you're positioned correctly. I had a friend come in uh, late last week, Dan, and uh, pretty well-off guy. And he says, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I finally, I showed up. He showed up with his statements, and he needed work. So, yeah. folks, this is the time to do that. Do you do you find that in periods like this where there is that wall of worry that's built up where people are scared, they they – it's like fear cause yeah yeah fear yeah, causes frozen. that inactivity yeah no no question and they're frozen they're not sure what to do right but you know fortunately Dan you've done a great job on your show explaining to folks that there is this coming and there's something that you can do about it this earnings season is really kicking off right now we're going to hear the report cards we're going to hear what companies did but more importantly we're going to hear what the CEOs have to think about the inflation the change in in uh, control of Congress and and what the Federal Reserve is going to do. So an opportunity does exist here right now. Yeah, and you've got to be in position to take advantage of that opportunity because whether markets are up, whether markets are down, whether we're in unprecedented stretches of boom times or whether we're staring down the barrel of a recession, we're looking into the eye of that hurricane, there is opportunity. So again, we want you to take advantage of that free wealth metric, Annex Wealth. For Dave Spano, he's the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thanks for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. 
Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.